presence of the Lord is here tonight and we're thankful. We're so thankful for the presence of the Lord. Lord, we worship you. We praise you. We magnify your name, God, and we lift you up for you are holy and mighty and righteous. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, if you haven't felt the Lord tonight before it's over, you're going to feel the presence of the Lord. Amen, because God is here in this house. Hallelujah. If you turn with me to Psalms chapter 63, I'm only going to read one verse. One verse, here we go, 63 and verse 1. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. God, we thank you for your word. Lord, we know that your word is anointed. We feel your presence in this place tonight. We pray that you would anoint your messenger in the name of Jesus. Hide us under the shadow of your cross. And in the name of Jesus, let your word go forth to every heart that it was intended to, Lord. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. Hallelujah. I won't be very long. I know we've been a little bit tonight, but it's still early. It's only 7.30, so don't worry. Hallelujah. For a little while tonight, I want to preach... This is my topic out of the scripture that we just read. Oh God, thou art my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to start off a little bit slow. It's all right. We can take a break for a minute and kind of go back in in a few moments, okay? But we know that from the time that we start as a child and we go to school... And there on, on, there on throughout life that there are many pressures that hit us throughout life. Amen? No matter what your social status is, no matter whether you're rich or poor, young or old, it doesn't matter what your pedigree is, you're still going to have pressures in life that you're going to face. And I don't know if you've ever heard of Family Life Today, but I've listened to it many times. Dennis Rainey from Family Life Today, he shared a piece of his journal, which I want to share with you at the beginning of this message. It's his daily journal that I think we can all relate to. He wrote in his journal, A plumber has just informed me our house could explode due to a faulty gas line. A corner of the wallpaper has started peeling above the shower. Leaving for the office, I hit every red light possible, arriving late. Walking into my office, an associate informed me of two urgent situations needing a decision. There was a three-inch pile of unanswered letters on my desk that cried out for immediate attention. Pressure, he wrote. Barbara was on the phone needing a decision for me on refinishing our ancient hardwood floors. What color stains should we use? When should the floor man come? And then my iPad just went blank. Amen. Should we do the kids' closets? Who's going to move the couch? Remember, it's the, ones, the one that has a queen-size hide-a-bed in, in it. And if that wasn't enough, all six of us were leaving in 48 hours, having just returned from eight weeks on the road to speak at a family camp in California. Barbara started sneezing, Ashley and Sam looked chorused in, and by midnight, one and a half of the rainy zoo had asthma. In less than eight hours, we were to leave for family camp. Who needs family camp? We prayed about canceling. The next morning, the lawn still, this is, this is his journal, still needed mowing. The kids were still sick, and Rebecca was crying for Cheerios. 
I had to get this tribe to the airport. So that kind of sort of sounds like the, uh, the youth thing this morning. Amen. But our bills were due and the paychecks hadn't come. The phone rang as we locked the door, but we had to, to, but we had to go or miss our phone. The kids chimed in using, could you stop for donuts, Daddy? Secretly, I thought, who needs family camp, hardwood floors, or donuts? Have you ever had a day like that? Where pressures like that in life, where it just seemed to hit you one after the other. It doesn't matter what your social status is. It's life. It's going to happen. Pressures are going to come. But how we react to those pressures greatly matters. Amen. Hallelujah. The one thing that will determine how we get through these pressures in life, in life that hits us, is our priorities and what our priorities are. Everyone in life has a set of priorities. And if our priorities are clearly defined, we won't be swept downstream in life by various pressures that seem just happen and then we're just a victim of circumstance and you know it just rolls on but if your priorities are clear then you can respond to life's pressures by making choices that line up with your priorities and thereby give direction to your life is anybody with me it's crucial that we have the right priorities in our lives and your priorities and my priorities determine how we are going to spend our time on this earth. It determines on who we will spend our time with and how we make ultimately our decisions. Your priorities keep you from being battered around by the waves of pressure and they help you steer a clear course toward the proper destination that you're headed to. Priorities, godly priorities are crucial in our lives. Can I get an amen? Your priorities and my priorities will affect the trajectory of our lives and will ultimately have an impact on what happens to us eternally. Come on. You see, King David was a man who knew what it meant to live with a life filled with pressure. As the king of Israel, he knew the pressures of leadership. And there are pressures that come with that. And during his reign, his son Absalom led a rebellion against him. And David and his loyal followers had to flee for their lives. And during that time, David spent a short while in the wilderness of Judah before he crossed over the Jordan River. And in that barren land, in that place, fleeing for his life, pressured, running from his own son, feeling disgraced, and rejected with an uncertain future, David pinned the words that we just read in Psalm 63. He said, O oh God, Thou art my God. Early will I seek Thee. My soul thirsteth for Thee. My flesh longeth for Thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. And then he went on, to see thy power and thy glory, so I as I have seen in the sanctuary. Is anybody thankful for the power and the glory of the Lord that's been in the sanctuary tonight? Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. 
Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. Because thou hast been my help. Therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for the foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone that sweareth by him shall glory. But the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. This is what David wrote. When he was running from his, for his life, running from his own son, feeling the pressures of life coming at him, David began to sing about, talk about the praises and the wonderful works of God and how mighty and how powerful that God was. But you see us sometimes when we're in a position of pressure, when it feels like we're in the pressure cooker, and things just aren't coming out right in life. Our words aren't always so much like that. They might be, oh me, oh God, why, I, why am I in this situation? God, why have you put me in the frying pan? God, why am I here in the heat? Come on. We begin to have a little bit of a pity party sometimes. But that's not what David did. Right? We see in Psalm 63 that what David wrote, it contains no request of God. In verses 1 through 4, we see David's desire for God. Verses 5 through 8 that we just read, we see how David's delight is in God. And in verses 9 through 11, we see David recognizing God as his defense. He wasn't worried about what was going to happen to him. He wasn't worried about the pressures of life. He was just thankful that he had an almighty God that was on his side. And that God was for him. And he knew that if God was for him, who could be against him? We need to have that same faith in that kind of a God. Because the same God that was there for David is the same God that's standing up on your behalf right now. And I'm here to tell you that same God is for you and he is not against you. But you've got to trust him and believe that he will bring you through. Psalm 63 shows that David's priority was to seek the Lord. Seeking after God should be our number one priority in our lives. Romans 8 and 13 says, For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify, if you put the deed, if you do put to death, the deeds of the body, you shall live. Paul said, I die daily. I know it's not, a, it's not something we want to talk about in this day and age of, of, of dying out to this carnal flesh daily, but we've got to kill it. We've got to put it under. We've got to say, not my will, God, but your will. Lord, I repent. Of the things that are not like you. God, I want you to bring me closer to you. There's a desire inside of me to be more like you. Amen. We can't live after the flesh and walk after the spirit. At least not God's spirit. Seeking after God is a choice that you and I make. There's a man in the Bible named Joshua. He very well understood choices. 
Joshua understood the importance of consistency in his life and in his walk with God. In Joshua 24, verses 14 and 15, it says, Now therefore, fear the Lord, and serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord as I was getting ready for tonight. I believe I heard in the Holy Ghost that there's somebody in this house tonight that you need to make a decision in your mind and say more than anything else, God, I choose to serve you. God, it doesn't matter what gets thrown in front of me. It doesn't matter the pressures of life. But God, I choose you. Hallelujah. And I choose to serve you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No matter what pressures come into your life, you will be able to handle them properly if you maintain this one priority above every other priority. And this, that is this. Earnestly seek after God. Earnestly means with sincere and intense conviction. It means seriously. It's not just something that you do part-time. It's not just come when it feels good to the body of Christ. It's not just when I feel like getting on my knees and praying. It's okay. And if I don't tomorrow, that's okay too. It's not opening my Bible and reading the Word of God. Okay, I'll do it Monday, but hey, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I got things going on. Friday, God, I'll give you time to, a little more time to speak to me through your Word. No. No, earnestly, we've got to seek after him. Matthew 6, says, But seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. But we get it backwards sometimes. The verses prior to that says, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Oh, wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things to the Gentiles. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. There's somebody that walked in this house tonight uh, that you had a load of worry on your shoulders. Worrying about tomorrow. Worrying about what was coming next. Come on. Worrying about that bill that you know that's coming up. Don't worry about that stuff. Those things will take care of themselves tomorrow. Put them in the hands of the master. Put them in the hands of the one who cares. Cast all of your cares upon him, for he careth for you. That's what the word says. We've got to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We often get caught up with the pressures and the worries of life. But God is saying, Seek me first. I hear it in the Holy Ghost. God is telling somebody tonight, seek me first and I will help you take care of the rest. We need to step back and start like David did in our text. Oh God, thou art my God. I just feel like in this service right now, somebody needs to profess that with your mouth and say, oh God, oh God, 
Thou art my God. Come on, profess it with your mouth right now. Oh God, thou art my God. And therefore, because you are my God, Lord, you are taking care of my children. Oh God, thou art my God. And because you are my God, you are taking care of my finances. Oh God, thou art my God. And because you are my God, you are taking care of my health. Oh God, thou art my God. And because you are my God, fill in the blanks. Come on, he's doing it. Profess it with your mouth. Profess it with your mouth. Hallelujah. There's got to be a passion inside of us for the presence of God. There has to be something inside of us that yearns for more of him that says, As the deer panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. There's got to be a yearning inside of us for the Lord. We've got to say, God, I want my heartbeat to be your heartbeat. Oh, God, let your billows overflow me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David said in Psalm 69 and 9, the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. He said, basically what he was saying was, my zeal for God and his work burns hot within me. Come on, do you still have the same fire and the zeal for God you did when God filled you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost? I hope you have that and more. Hallelujah. I remember where I was when God filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost as a six-year-old child. I remember standing right basically where this woofer is right here, right in front of it. And I remember with my hands raised as God filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I was excited to tell everybody that I had the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Do we still have that same zeal, that same passion, that same fire in us that we had then? I pray we do. Jeremiah 29 said, but his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay. Jeremiah was saying, your message burns in my heart and bones and I cannot keep silent. Hallelujah. Does anybody feel that way tonight? I won't be a ton longer. If we are going to have success and bear fruit in the kingdom of God, there is going to be, have to be a passion for the things of God inside of us. Can anybody relate to what I'm saying right now? There cannot be any, come on, there cannot be any other thing. No other thing can come before you and your passion for God. We can't let it happen if we're going to be fruitful in the kingdom of God. There can be no job or career that comes before our passion for God. No sports figure or sport for that matter. Or hobby for that matter. Or education. Money. It doesn't matter. None of that stuff can come before our passion for God. Because you know what the word of God says? It says that God will not share his glory with another. Isaiah 42 and 8 says, I am the Lord. That is my name. And my glory will I not give to another. Neither my praise to graven images. The NET says it like this. I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not share my glory with anyone else. Or the praise due me with idols. The definition of an idol is an image or representation of a God used as an object of worship. 
or a person or thing that is greatly admired, loved, or revered. Well, I don't have an idol. Well, what's that thing that takes more time than the time that you give to God? What is that thing in your life? You know what it is. And I know what it is. What, what are those things in our lives that sometimes creep up and take more time than we have for God? I would tell you that's your idol. I'm coming to a close. I'm going to switch here just for a moment. We've already talked about this some. Pastors already talked about this some. But some tonight have come in this place weary from the battle. And the pressures of life have distracted you. And I know that God wants you to walk out of this house tonight renewed in His strength. You've been trying to walk under the power of your own might. Some of us. God says, hey, the Holy Ghost you have right now is not enough to sustain you. You need to be renewed by the power of my might and renewed in my strength. Isaiah 40, 28 and 31 says this. Brother Pat has it up there, I believe, on the wall. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. Did you hear what the word of God says? He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might. You've been trying to walk in the power of your own might. It doesn't work. <laughs> He increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. You thought uh, you could just do it because you're young, but you can't. Uh, you've got to have the power of the Lord working through you. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You may have walked in here tonight uh, weary of the battle. You may have walked in uh, with a little bit of strength in your body. But I'm here to tell somebody in this house tonight, uh, if just for a second, uh, you'll seek the face of God. Say, he is my God. Oh God, thou art my God. You say, God, I declare that you are my God. And I praise you because you are my God. And as you lift up the praises of God, you will not walk out of here weak like you walked in here. But you will walk out of here strong in the power of the might of the almighty God. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 So as I come to a close tonight, I believe that God is calling two groups of people tonight in this place. There are those that have become distracted by temporal things and have allowed them to come before God. 
But you're in the right place. You've not gone too far. God is here to help you tonight. I'm glad his word says it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And that's the first group. The second group I believe tonight are those that came in weary from the fight. The presses of life have made you very weary. But I know the word of God says in Galatians, for he that soweth his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. I'm here to tell somebody tonight uh, every promise uh, that God has given you, uh, you will reap. Uh, but you've got to keep pressing. Uh, you've got to keep pushing on uh, and say, God, uh, I'm going to wait upon you, Jesus. I'm going to wait upon you, Jesus. I'm going to wait upon you, Jesus. More than anything else, uh, I'm going to say, oh God, thou art my God. I trust you. So tonight, I know the Holy Ghost is here. I feel it so strong in this place right now. And I know it's already been flowing over many individuals. But I feel like somebody needs to make, make a statement of faith. You need to get out of your seat and come to the front or wherever you want to be. You can stand up in your seat. I don't care. But you need to stand to your feet and make a declaration and say, Oh God, thou art my God. My passion hasn't dried up. My zeal hasn't dried up. God, I know... From this point on, you're going to be first in my life. There's no temporal thing that's going to get before you. And God, here I am declaring, oh God, thou art my God. The pressures of life are small when I look in comparison to your eyes. And I declare tonight, Jesus, you are my God. Is there anybody tonight? That you want the Spirit of God just to refresh you and strengthen you and revive you. Maybe God started something a little while ago and you didn't quite get to where you wanted to be. I challenge you in Jesus' name. Either get down here or where you're at. Lift your hands. Stand to your feet. Come on in the name of Jesus. Do something different than what you've done before right now in this service. And when you step out, God's going to do it. Here comes the Holy Ghost all over again right now over you. The Holy Ghost is sweeping through here right now in the name of Jesus. As you begin to praise God, I want somebody to declare right now, Oh God, Thou art my God. And begin to praise Him. That's it. Lift up your voice towards heaven right now. The Holy Ghost is here and God is going to sweep through this house again. Now in the name of Jesus, the same presence of God that was flowing a little while ago, God, I know it's here right now. And I'm asking God that you would come down to every heart, to every mind right now and bring refreshing. Lord God, every spirit of weariness, God, we bind it in the name of Jesus. And we loose the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. That's it. Come on. There's a refreshing right now. There's a refreshing power of the Lord coming across your seat right now and where you stand right now. I see the Holy Ghost coming down on some people right now that God is refreshing you. 
You've been weary in the battle, but right now God is putting strength in you. You've been worried about your grandchildren. You've been worried about your family, but God is taking those pressures right now and saying, hey, I'm your God. I see you're calling upon me. I've got this. And right now I want to refresh you. I want to renew you. I want to give you fresh strength for tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. I'm taking care of tomorrow, God says, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus.